Hi, my name is David. And my name is Levon. Welcome to Our Weekly Bread, where we listen to the Sunday Gospel readings and learn from God's Word. We're deacons in the Armenian Apostolic Church. In each episode, we'll read the Gospel in English, then have a short discussion reflecting on how to apply God's teachings to our lives. We'll conclude by chanting the Gospel in Armenian, the language of prayer. Today's reading is from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 17, verses 20 through 37. Once, having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation. Nor will people say, Here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to his disciples, The time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. Men will tell you, there he is, or here he is. Do not go running off after them, for the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the roof of his house with his goods inside, should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife? Whoever tries to keep his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two people will be in one bed, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together, one will be taken and the other left. Where, Lord? they asked. He replied, Where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. So ends the reading. This is part one of three parts that we're doing for this week. Because this week is a pretty dense reading, but it also has three pretty discrete sections. So it starts with Luke 17, where Jesus is asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come. And it's interesting because the Pharisees asked the question. Right. This isn't Jesus saying, this is how it's going to be. I'm just going to tell you right now. Right. Like he was asked this question, and by the teachers of the law, no less. And we don't know if they're asking him to challenge him or because they really want to know what it is that he's going to say. Or they thought, is this it? Is this the end times right now? <laughs> they weren't sure. And so they were asking this teacher, and the Pharisees tend to challenge Jesus. And they were saying, like, what's going to happen at the end? And I think that this is kind of a beautiful illustration of how Jesus communicates with the Pharisees and with the apostles. Because he first answers the Pharisees, mm -hmm. but then he pivots. Yeah. And then he talks to the apostles about preparation for the end time, right? Mm. Don't prepare, just continue to be faithful. He answers the Pharisees in a very interesting way. So I'm going to summarize the first part, okay. but I'm going to verbatim say the last part. Got it. He says, this isn't just some magical time. You're not going to be able to see it. You're not going to be able to feel it. 
because the kingdom of God is in your midst. The kingdom of God is right here. Jesus tells the Pharisees the kingdom of God is right here. Jesus is the son of God, is God, Mm -hmm. incarnate as a human being and God. The kingdom of God is wherever God is. It's a beautifully simple answer that I don't think that the Pharisees understood at that time, but we know now. I think it's also important to note what the kingdom of God is when talking about it now. One of the definitions is essentially God reigns as king over our lives, the earth, the universe. It's the fulfillment of God's will. It's all of these things. And a quick tangent, is God the king of your life? And the reason why I use the word king, well, that's what it was used as the time. People understood, okay, there's the king and queen. It was the highest. The highest level you could get in life right. was a king or a queen or yeah. royalty, right? But the funny thing is, is the title Messiah also has similar connotations. But Jesus was avoiding that word. He's like, I don't want you to think of me as a king or a ruler. I want you to see me as God yeah. and as someone who loves you and wants to establish a relationship with you. And so... The question is, do we have a relationship with God? And I think we need to get real with that. Oh, I want this. I want that. I want that. It's like, okay, then do it. Just don't want it. Be it. Live it. Do it. Say, pray now. Don't say, oh, I'll pray later tonight. No, just do it right now. You do it while you're driving the car. It doesn't have to be long or short. That guy that cut you off, say, Lord, I pray that they get where they're going safely, and so do I. (laughs) Something simple like that. Right. Is God the king of our heart? Yes. But also, are we actually doing God's will, right? And doing God's will for what? If you're looking for the meaning behind it all, I would tell you, stop searching and waiting for God to give you meaning for your life, because you already have meaning, and that's by living, and that's by doing good works and serving. So start by just helping others, and you'll find that answer that you're looking for. But why are we doing all of this? Well, like all good things, they have to come to an end. There's an end to the story, and nobody knows when it's going to happen. Don't even worry about it. That's kind of what Jesus is telling the apostles. He tells the apostles. Because he gives the simple answer to the Pharisees, (laughs) which is, here I am. Here I am. They are so fortunate to be literally in the presence of God. Yeah. And we have a similar privilege through the power of the Holy Spirit. When we're baptized, we can channel that energy that has been blessed upon us to do those good things. Quick conclusion on the next coming of Christ. Don't worry about it. One. Two, do what you can with the time that you have, all of it for the glory of God. And three, know that God is with you every step of the way. That's a pretty succinct summary of his message to the apostles. Yes. After he tells the Pharisees, After he answers the question. You're in my kingdom. I talked about this during a message that I gave at church. Everything that he tells the apostles there, it all boils down to be faithful to me. Yes. Be faithful to God. Yes. All kinds of stuff is going to happen. I mean, he starts basically by saying that people are just going to be living their lives like normal. In other words... Don't worry about it. Don't predicate your faith based on this future event because A, God is among you, but B, God's will is not for you to sit on a hill waiting for the world to end. Right. And he compares this when he answers to the Pharisees and to the apostles about 
how can I answer this so that they understand based on what they know? Yeah. And what did they know? They knew all the teachings of the Old Testament. He compares the next coming, it's not exactly, but similar to Noah's Ark and the Flood. Look, everyone was happy and merry and life goes on and then yeah. boom, suddenly there's it comes. No yeah. one knew it was coming. And so it's similar in that way. And interestingly, he puts the burning of Sodom and Gomorrah in the exact same archetype as so, Noah and the end of times. Mm. So it's not an issue of... The reason that I want to talk about this, there are things that are unpleasant in the Bible, right? right? And I think that a lot of people view the story of Sodom and Gomorrah solely about a particular type of what is what they consider sexual immorality. But then what Jesus is saying here, he is putting Sodom and Gomorrah and Noah and the ark in the same category of events where essentially the unjust were in a way rewarded for their injustice. The point of this reading for us today is look, there are end times and we need to know that because we need to prepare for not only the end times, but just the end of our life. We don't know yeah. when that's going to be either. We don't know the answer to both of those questions. And it's important to know that so that, one, it won't take you by surprise. And I also know that, you know, this whole story is going to come to the end and Jesus is coming back. And it's important because then you live life differently. If you know yeah. that not every day is promised, that not every day of the earth is promised. And so that kind of gives you a perspective on how to shape your life. God's will is not a treasure to hide to yourself. By doing God's will and by being faithful to God, we should actually be sharing that will, that love with the people around us. That's not emphasized as much. You know, it's still our job to preach to one another by what we do and by what we say. And we're all called to do that in our own way. Quick aside, a sermon that I once heard from uh, the priest at the church where I grew up at. This reading was brought up and he had an interesting sidebar message. So at the end of life, if you have the parents die, what do they want to leave behind? And it's their kids, really. They want them to get along and them to be loved and to be happy. And to hopefully have just done a little better than what they had when they started their life. But more importantly, they want their kids to get along. And what tends to typically happen around funerals, the priest noticed, is that everyone starts fighting over the will or the property or their stuff. The parents would not want any of that. They, yeah. they literally went to their grave wishing that none of this would happen. And so often everyone's just saying, well, I want the stuff. And yeah. I'm never going to talk to my brother or sister again because I'm upset with them for this, this, and that. Yeah. You know, they're not resting in peace if you're still fighting with your sibling or the grandkids aren't doing so well. Whatever it is, frankly, know that the parents and the deceased are not resting well if the siblings or the family is still fighting. They don't want that. Yeah. And similarly with God. He doesn't want us to be fighting amongst ourselves yeah. in the church. The billions of his children. It's magnified with God, right? He has billions of children. He doesn't want any of those fights and pettiness and wars and, and wars that happen even within just small families small things, to happen churches. among everybody. He doesn't want this conflict. The yeah. parents don't want this conflict. God doesn't want this yeah. to happen, but he allows it to clarify. And so it's just so important that if we embody the goodness that he has given us to help others to love one another 
and forgive them seven times, 70 seven times, times 70. 70. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter about the number of times you forgive yeah. them. It's a matter of fact that you forgive, just like Jesus forgives us. So we'll leave it at that and stay yeah. tuned for part two. Now Claudine will read today's gospel reading in Armenian. Serpo avadaranis isusi Christosi, vorist rugasu. Astuzo arkayutian kaluste. Yerp parisetzinerun gorme hartsum urvetsav, te yerp bidika astuzo arkayutuna, an badashanets yev asav. Astuzo arkayutuna, tursen desnveli gerbov chikar. Yev bidichusente, ahavasig, aistere gam einder. Vorovedev astuzo arkayutuna, aha nerse, ter mechene. Isk ir ashagert nerunasav, orer bidikan, yerp tuk bidi uzek, desnel martu vortin, oreren mege, ye desnek. Yev yete esen sezi, te ahavasig aistere gam einder, mi vasek yerta. Vorovedev, inchpes vor pailage yerginki nerkeven, pailadagelov yerginki meg zairen musigulusavore, Ein bespidi ala martu vortin ir orin. Peits an nachbetge shad charcharvi yev merjvi eis serunten. Yevin spes vorjerav noi orerun. Ein bespidi ala naev martu vortin orerun. Gudein gechemein gingarnein yev martu gertein minchev ein ore yerp noi Daban madav, yev yerav, u amene gorestian madnets. Nuin sevov badahetsav naev rovdi orerun. Gudein gechemein gekenein gevajarein gedengein geshenein. Yev ein ore yerp rovde sodomen tursielav, yerginken gerag yev zzump derat u amene gorestian madnets. Nuin sevov bidi ala naev ein ore yerp martu vortin bidi haitnavi. Ein ore ovor daniki varae yev ir garasinere dan mech, toch chichne zanunk arnelu. Yev ovor ardin mech kutnevi, nun best toch yed chitarna. Hishetsek rovdin gine. Ovor guze ir anse pergel bidi gorsens nezain. Isk ovorgorsens ne ir anze bidi pergesein. Gesemtsezi ein kishere jete jergu hoki meg mahiji mech alan, mege bidi arnevi isk müse bidi zukvi. Jev jete jergu hoki miasin aralu alan, mege bidi arnevi isk müse bidi zukvi. Jev jete ardime mech jergu hoki alan, mege bidi arnevi, Isk müse bidi zukvi. Badas handevin jevesin anor. Ur der, jev an asav anons, ur vor marmin ne. Ein deral gehavakvin arzivnere. The word of God.